My heart is racing right now. Well, hello, everybody. I am so excited that you are here with me today. And I know this sounds a little cheesy, but it's kind of what this podcast is all about. So in true Olaf fashion, here's my introduction. Hi, everyone. I'm Andy, and this is Magic Through My Eyes. So before we get into what this podcast is all about, I thought I'd tell you guys a little bit about my setup because it's very entertaining. So I'm actually sitting in my closet right now, and there are clothes to my left and shoes to my right. And I'm also filming a little bit on my vlog camera because I thought it would be fun to capture some of these first moments of the podcast. Um, So I've, it's janky. But I'm, I'm so excited to be here. This dream of a podcast has been in my heart for almost two years now. And I'm just so stoked to get started on it. This seems unreal. But it's time. It is time. <laughs> Rafiki reference. Um, but yeah, this is Magic Through My Eyes. This is a Disney podcast talking about the magic and the wonder of Disney in different areas such as, you know, the parks or the films or how it affects culture. All of those things, I'm going to talk about them from my perspective. If you pull up my profile on Instagram, here's what my bio says. Jesus lover. I recently got married, so I just updated it with at Nate Bieri lover people lover and Disney lover. So that's just a little bit about me. This podcast is definitely for the Disney lover side of me and I am just so stoked to get started on this. As you get to know me, you'll find that a lot of very in-depth Disney conversations happen around me and a lot of my friends. (laughs) Even if they're not Disney people, I always somehow end up tying our conversation back to Disney, whether they're talking about, I don't know, if they're talking about a specific movie that came up, like randomly, someone months ago mentioned the movie The Silence of the Lambs. And the only reason why I know what that movie is, is because it was nominated for Best Picture up along with Beauty and the Beast at the 1992 Academy Awards. And it won. Uh, Well, Silence of the Lambs won. Beauty and the Beast did not. But anyway, so that's like the only reason I know that that's even a movie. I have no idea what it's about. I doubt there's even sheep in it, but I don't know for certain. So anyway, I always find ways to tie Disney back to my conversation. And the reason for that is because I'm just really passionate about it. And that may sound a little sacrilegious, but I am a Disney enthusiast through and through. A common term is like Disney nerd, Disney dork, but I've been listening to a really fun Disney podcast that I will most likely be bringing up a good bit because they have lots of information. It's called Disorder Every Disney Film, and I got my sister to start listening to it, and she's also a Disney lover like me, and she said that they used the term Disney enthusiast, and she's like, I like that. I'm going to say that instead of Disney nerd. So around here, we are Disney enthusiasts. All are welcome here, and... 
I mean, my Disney conversations can go for hours on end. I can be talking about the animated films and why I love them so much or the history of the Disney parks or why Mickey Mouse ice cream bars are the best Disney snack of all time. You name it, we're going to talk about it here most likely. So this podcast is basically just going to be a mod podge of all different things that I love about Disney, but the common thread is the magic of it and how I see the magic of Disney. Basically, what all that means is that this podcast is going to be a huge mod podge of all different things Disney. I am a big uh, musical theater nerd, so we're going to be talking about Disney on Broadway. We're going to be talking about Parks Entertainment. We're going to be talking about, of course, the animated films because that's where it all began and all different kinds of stuff. So I have been aching for months and months to start this podcast in the midst of, I mean, a crazy world that we've been living in, along with getting married and moving and starting a new job. The This podcast kind of went to the side in my priority list, but I am just so excited to now have the time to do this. And I am just so ready and so stoked. I know that it's the right time. And, you know, as we dreamers do, I have a lot of dreams. And honestly, seeing this podcast happen is a big part of those dreams starting to come to life. And it's really exciting. So to give you guys a little bit of history where this idea came from. It was right around when the big shutdown hit and I was listening to one of my favorite artists slash podcasters of all time. His music name, well, his artist name is Sleeping At Last. His real name is Ryan O'Neill and he has his own podcast where he breaks down how he makes and writes and builds his songs from the ground up. It's really cool. And in April of last year, right in the middle of the big shutdown, he released a single and it was a cover of Disney's It's a Small World. And I just had, I mean, I always have the best time listening to his podcast, but this one was different because it was all about Disney and he got a little nerdy because if you don't know, he is a huge Disney and Pixar fan, which a thousand points of respect for real. And I had just the best time listening to him talk about some sweet Disney memories that he's had even getting to, I can't remember, it was something like getting to go to this workshop or just this presentation and Richard Rogers. Richard Rogers? No. Oh my goodness. I'm all discombobulated. I'm getting my Richards mixed up. Richard Sherman half of the Sherman Brothers duo. He was the one who, with his brother, wrote It's a Small World, and he talked about all of these different songs that they had written. They wrote the music for Mary Poppins. They wrote the Disney Parks classic, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, the Tiki Room, or the Enchanted Tiki Room, I should say, and It's a Small World, along with a lot of others that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. So anyway, he just had some really cool stories to tell and just... I just loved it. And I hadn't ever really listened to a Disney podcast before. And I was just so thrilled to see this one come up. And it was, I was going on a walk on my lunch break and I was listening to this and I was just so inspired. And I just felt like Holy Spirit whisper in my ear. He said, hey, what if you started your own podcast? What if you started your own like Disney nerd freak out that you can talk about anything that you'd want? And I was like, whoa. That is such a cool idea. So 
After work that day, I couldn't wait to see my husband, who was my fiance at the time. And he was just so stoked for me. He was like, this is a great idea. And so he challenged me, why don't you come up with 52 podcast episode topics so that way you can have one for each week for a whole year. So I came up with different ideas, whether on lunch breaks or whatever it was. And I think it was just a couple days later, I had come up with around 65 different ideas for episodes. So I was like, okay, we're gaining traction here. This is going to be really cool. So as the months went on, I transitioned out of that job. I had a couple job shifts in 2020. And so then we came to July where I recorded my first episode and it was a huge breakthrough and I was so excited, um, but I decided to go ahead and scrap that one. That was kind of my, okay, now I know what I want to do, how I want to handle this. So then I was so excited to go back and keep recording. But as I mentioned, I um, was super busy starting a brand new job, about to move, and I got married in October of 2020. So everything was just crazy and the podcast was just set to the side, but it's always been on my heart and my mind. And as the year 2020 came to a close, I just felt more and more the Lord just pressing this on my heart. Like, hey, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you share what your one of your passions is? And it's not just about like a cult classic thing. It, it's not about the trendy like, oh, yeah, Disney style or, you know, all of these different things that are exploding now with Disney in different areas of culture, whether social media or new films, whatever it is. It's really about the heart and the essence of how Disney films make me feel. And it makes me feel a sense of magic and awe and wonder that it's hard to explain. And honestly, this may come as a surprise to some, but the Lord really speaks to me through Disney movies and just different songs or whatever it is. And so that's kind of part of what I want to talk about on here, too, is how I see God through the lens of Disney, because God can speak through whatever he wants. And he definitely like speaks to me through Disney. If I need if I'm having a rough season of life, the Lord has always provided a way for me to get to go away on a retreat. And I end up going to a Disney park every time. And I was even talking to someone the other day. They're asking me, you know, how frequently do you go? And I say, I've said, I try to go around once a year. And they're like, that's crazy. I'm like, I know, but God's really cool and has just opened up opportunities for me to get to go in really good seasons of my life and some of the hardest seasons of my life. And I always end up hearing his voice really clearly because getting in that space, it allows me to feel like a child again. And even in the Bible, it talks about how Jesus says, let the children come to me. And that's how I feel when I'm at Disney. It's like, of course, there's magic. There's all this stuff all around. But at the same time, it's like my time where I connect with God. So that is kind of the long story made longer about the idea of this podcast. And so we are just going to jump right in with the very first subject, the very first episode. The subject is going to be all about why I love Disney. We're laying some groundwork here, and I hope that you'll stick around because I love telling these stories. And let's just jump right in. Let's go back to the year 1994. This was the year that I was born. I always say that 
94 was the best year ever to be born because it was the year The Lion King came out and Friends premiered. So just saying, 94 is like the coolest year ever. And then my husband was born in 91 and he was born the year that Beauty and the Beast came out. So it's just a win. It's just a solid win. (laughs) I'm getting sidetracked. So let's rewind the clock and go back to 1994. It was a couple of months before I was born, and I have two older siblings, my sister Nikki and my brother Matthew. My brother Matthew is about two years older than me, and a couple of months before I was born, he was diagnosed with severe autism. Now, I know that autism is a very common thing that we hear about now, which is heartbreaking that it's so common because it just bites that anyone would ever have to go through that. But the fact that there is more awareness for it now is is a huge blessing because that's something that my family didn't have. It was a very taboo, very unheard of thing. And so that all started just a couple of months before I came into the world. And I know that I've had some really cool conversations with my mom and and she even confirmed to me that in the midst of what our family refers to as the dark ages with Matthew's diagnosis and just a lot of confusion, she reassured me that during that time that I was just the greatest gift that my family ever could have hoped for. And I just get really emotional thinking about that. But it's really cool how in the midst of all that, God provided different ways for our family to really make it. And I'm super happy to report that our family is still whole. My parents are still married, which is very uncommon for families with a special needs diagnosis, whatever that is. It can be a multitude of things. For us, it was autism. And one of the things that God blessed us with was, I mean, we were born in the 90s. We were coming into the world when some of the best Disney animated features were being made. And my childhood is marked by these films, and it's directly connected to my brother. Because as we were growing up, as we were young kids, whether Matthew had a good day or a hard day, if we were all just tired or if we had just had the most exciting day ever, At the end of the day, the three of us kiddos, we could sit down together and be on the same playing field by watching a Disney movie together. It didn't matter who was quote-unquote mentally normal or who had the autism diagnosis. We could sit down together and watch some of the greatest fairy tales ever told just be unfolded in this incredibly magical and wonderful way through Disney animation. These songs captivated me as a young girl. I remember twirling around my room. We had a big boombox. My sister and I shared a bedroom. And I had this like big black Sony boombox. It was late 90s at that point. And I had my Little Mermaid CD. And I would put my little nightgown on. And I'd turn on the soundtrack. And I would just swirl and twirl around my room. And I was just captivated by this magic. And I think that started because of my brother. Because not only did we love sitting down and watching Disney movies together, our family began to adopt this language of Disney because it was a language that made sense to Matthew. And I want to go more in depth about all of that, most likely in another episode. But that was such a huge gift to our family, especially as kids. And here's the thing, our love for Disney 
has not stopped. It has only grown throughout the years. We're all grown now. And I will still sit down with my brother and just watch Disney movies because it's just so fun. And I remember a story in particular. It was a few months ago and he and I were just driving together. One of my jobs, I got to help really support Matthew. Um, And I like to refer to myself as his nanny for a quick season of life. So I got to live my Mary Poppins dreams, which it was just the greatest thing ever. So one day we were driving and we got stuck in traffic. I remember we were literally driving to Target because one of the Target stores in our area had like the Disney store pop up. And so I wanted to take Matthew to go see it. And I remember we were driving, we got stuck in traffic and I decided to just turn on some Disney music because why not? He loves it. I love it. This is a slam dunk here. And I distinctly remember the song You Can Fly from Peter Pan coming on. Peter Pan is one of his favorite Disney movies of all time. And I just remember we were listening to that song and it comes to the part where it's like you can hear the orchestra in the background and it's just the strings kind of, you can hear this reverberating just like stillness before the climax or maybe not the climax, but the buildup of the song begins. And you just hear this orchestra in preparation and Peter Pan just says the words, all right, everybody, here we go off to Neverland. And I just remember that choir coming in and the music building And I remember just getting these chills all throughout my body because I'm such a nerd. And I'm like, wow, this is this is art. This is amazing. (laughs) And I just remember feeling that in that moment. And then I looked over at my brother um, who was in the passenger seat next to me. And I looked at his arm. Well, both of his arms and the one that was closest to me. I saw that there were goosebumps all over his arms. And I realized he feels this. Like, this isn't just me who feels this in the music. Like, he feels this too. He is 100% convinced that we are about to go on an adventure together and Peter Pan is going to take us there. And from an artistic standpoint, of course, that's what I feel too. But like, in his mind, it's like happening. And so the concept of imagination and like believing anything can happen is very much so present in his mind every single day. And my brother is nonverbal, mostly. He loves saying words like water or chips or cookies, but don't we all? (laughs) But besides that, a lot of his vocabulary is limited. And so just having that moment, there were no words spoken. But I knew in that moment that he and I were getting to connect on something that we both loved. And that was just so special to me. So for me, Disney is family. Disney means family. Uh, about five, six years ago, my family and I, we got to go to Disney World for Christmas. Instead of doing a family Christmas at home, my parents decided, hey, let's do a big Disney trip instead. And we loved it. We went to Disney World. I got to spend my 21st birthday at the Magic Kingdom, and it was incredible. And my mom, the whole year, because we prepped for that trip for basically 12 months or longer, and she called the trip Ohana. And of course, if you're familiar with Lilo and Stitch, the classic line, Ohana means family, and family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. That's what Disney is for my family. It, Disney means family. And so that is the root, like the deepest of roots of my love for Disney goes back to 
what has been one of the hardest seasons of my family's life, but has been a beautiful release of tension and an open door of communication for our family with my brother. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. So that's number one. That is, like like I said, the root, root, root cause of my love for Disney. And I've just always loved Disney and especially tied to our ability to communicate with my brother through it. But I didn't really, my desire to dig deeper and really get what we would call nerdy about Disney didn't really take off until I was in high school. I remember it was my junior year and I was in a research writing paper class and basically it was a 12-week class and from day one to the very last day of class was learning how to write a research paper so we got our assignment on day one and the very last day of class was when we turned in this research paper and it was you know more extensive it was a good amount of content for me to to work on and I've always loved writing ever since I was little so I was really excited about this class And our teacher, she said, your first assignment, your very first assignment for this class is to choose a subject for your paper. And she said, the subject for your paper needs to be a famous deceased person, someone who, you know, is famous but is already dead. And, you know, I thought for about, I don't know, maybe two minutes. And I think my mom was in the class with me kind of as an aide because I I was homeschooled growing up. So this was at a homeschool co-op. And so all the moms pitched in. And so I remember my mom and I discussing this. She said, hey, like, what are you thinking? Do you think you want to do it on some like old president, you know, in in U.S. history? Or do you want to go like British historical monarchy route? And I said, no, I want to do my paper on Walt Disney. And she said, that's perfect. That's going to be amazing. And so through that whole process, I, oh man, I just, I fell in love with Disney even more. Not just because like I would, you know, just get to research this stuff, but not only like, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) I really loved getting to delve into this subject specifically because I'd always known about Disney of course, growing up with Disney content all throughout my childhood. But I had never really learned a ton about Walt Disney himself. I knew he was the man behind the mouse and all this stuff, but I didn't really know a ton about his life. And so I had the opportunity to study it in depth. I read articles, Wikipedia facts. Um, I rented books at the library, uh, like biographies about Walt Disney. And oh my gosh, I was in my glory. I had so much fun and it was just like an amazing experience. So getting to glean all this information and then getting to communicate about his life in my own words was really special for me as a high schooler. And so I remember loving the project and I got a really good score, which was great too. But more than that, I gained some valuable information about someone that I didn't know I loved. (laughs) But I mean, Walt Disney's the coolest. So that is another big reason why I love Disney so much, because that was just fuel to the fire that was already there. And learning about his life taught me that, you know, you're going to have some ups, you're going to have some downs, you're going to have some total successes and total failures. But it was 1928, he had this idea about a mouse, and he was going to name him Mortimer, but his wife, thank the Lord, Lillian Disney is amazing, and she said, Mortimer doesn't sound quite right. What about Mickey? And it stuck. 
And that's where Mickey Mouse was born. And so getting to learn about all of that was just like nerd food. And it was oh, just amazing. So that is another reason why I love Disney. Or I guess these are kind of stepping stones on each other of my love for Disney. But the final thing that I think about when I think of Disney and why I love it so much is this element of storytelling. I can't even put to words how important storytelling has become to my life. I know it is part of the ultimate call and purpose on my life. And I've been really lucky to have mentors and, and leaders in my life. I mean, one of them, my kids pastor growing up, she used to be a professional storyteller before she became a kids pastor. So just like these different things, they've all started to line up. And I know that storytelling is part of what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, whatever I exactly do. I know it'll come back to that. And I am the luckiest girl in the world. Um, Oh, poo, I'm going to get emotional. I'm the luckiest girl in the world to have married a storyteller myself. My husband, Nathan, is a writer. He's a creator. He was a film major in school. He loves stories and he loves telling them. And so I know that this is a big part of what we're going to be doing. And I know it's a big part of why I love Disney. And my deep love for it is is rooted genuinely what I believe to be their unmatched skill of storytelling. I believe that every area of our lives is affected by storytelling and it's integral to the human experience. I think it's a way that we connect with other people. It provides safety and context in social situations. I remember so many times meeting new people and just telling them stories about my life or stories about something that I had read and it just brings peace and ease to that moment. It's honestly part of our early education. Any homeschoolers out there, hypothetically, raise your hand right now if you grew up listening and watching Schoolhouse Rock. That's how I learned my times tables. <laughs> and that's just one example. And I think it, well, to continue on about storytelling, it can be an excellent way to bring peace and relaxation. I think it is no coincidence that parents read their young kids' stories at night to help them fall asleep. I think that is very intentional, not just in a practical sense, but honestly from God himself. And storytelling is a way that we can learn and teach right and wrong. Stories, they can serve as a basis for us to form our own moral compass. And that's just the beginning of why storytelling is so important to me. And Again, why I have so much respect for the way that Disney tells stories, because they just do it in, in a beautiful way. They do it through scripts. They do it through visuals. They do it through songs. And I just, oh, I love it so much. So post high school and learning a lot about Disney going along the way, I've also discovered a lot of Disney documentaries in the last couple of years, which has just been amazing. But even more than that, I went to ministry school right after I graduated high school, and I went to a college, a ministry school called Christ for the Nations Institute, and the, I don't know if you'd call it slogan or motto, was where dreams find direction, and that was what marked that season of my life, my dreams finding direction or discovering dreams that I didn't realize I had, and one of those dreams was to work at Disney Parks. 
And I knew that Disney had this college program and all of this stuff. And so I was just so stoked out of my mind. I was like, man, this is it. Like when I graduate ministry school, I'm going to work for Disney. I'm going to do all this stuff. And it's going to be so cool. And as the years have gone by, I haven't gotten the opportunity to work at Disney yet. Different things just weren't panning out, weren't quite working out. And so I'm here now and honestly still kind of kind of wrestling with that and just like praying and asking the Lord, like, Lord, this is a dream that I know you gave me. Why hasn't this happened? And this was just a couple weeks ago. And the Lord reminded me of this dream I had a handful of years ago, maybe three years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday because, and that's honestly a miracle because I don't remember half of my dreams that I have at night. So the fact that I actually remember this is a huge deal. So I remember in the dream, I was in my room and I had a desk and it was like I had one of those phones that the Oval Office has, like the red phone, if there's an emergency. And I remember that phone ringing and knowing that I needed to get to Disneyland. (laughs) Best emergency call ever. I was like, I'm on it. I'll be there. And I felt very much so that there was a mission for me there. And so I booked my flights. I remember in my dream going to southwest.com and booking these flights and all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, I got to get prepped. I got to get ready. So I started packing. But then I went into the house. At this point, I was still living with my parents. And In the dream, I remember going to the front of our house and looking outside by the front door, and my dad was outside talking to someone. And it was none other than Walt Disney, like in the flesh, was talking to my father, present day. I was like, you know how you have dreams sometimes, and you're in the dream, but then there's also the version of you that's watching the dream unfold? So the watching the dream unfold version of me was like, this could never happen. Walt Disney has been dead for years. That's why I wrote the research paper on him. (laughs) But in the dream, it was completely normal. I was like, Uncle Walt is here. And it was like, he and my family went way back or whatever. And I remember going out there and talking to them a little bit. You know, they were just having small talk, having a good time. And I didn't understand why he was there. But Then the conversation kind of reached a lull and he just looked at me and he said, did you get the call? And I said, yes, I'm leaving later today. And he just looked at me and he said, good, because I need you. And the dream ended right there. And I woke up and I was like, oh, like what is going on? And I just, I felt this huge fueling once again of making this dream happen of going to work at the Disney parks, like I'm needed there. And I knew it was something that the Lord chose to speak through the way that I love to hear him. It was through that dream. And so I started making more plans, you know, to make my way out there. And it it just wasn't working out. And, but, okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the Lord reminded me of that dream a couple weeks ago when I was having this conversation with him of, why isn't this happening? And he reminded me of that dream. And he said, This podcast is part of the fulfillment of that. He said, you may not be working at Disney parks, and that's okay. But the magic of my love that somehow you feel and are able to communicate to others through this magical place is very important. It's very important to me, and I know it's very important to you. And so I just felt this call all over again to dream and to to see 
what could happen. And so that's why I've been so excited for this. And I know that there is so much that is in store for this podcast because this is something that God spoke to me. Could it be that in the one of the hardest years our world has ever known, that God is fulfilling the dream I had about my conversation with Uncle Walt years ago? He's answering my questions through an ongoing conversation with myself in the form of a podcast. This is a dream that only he could have given me. And I know that I know a lot about Disney, but I never ever had the idea of doing a podcast until last year. And honestly, there's something really special about hearing someone talk about something they're super passionate about. It just changes the game. And it makes me want to get up and do something about my dreams. This is what I hope that this podcast will do, whether Disney lovers listen or people who are intrigued about the title or my sweet family and friends who are the biggest supporters I could ever ask for. My hope is that everyone who listens will be compelled to pick up the pen again and write down their dreams and start to put feet to those dreams. Magic Through My Eyes is a podcast for the dreamers. It's not just about what Disney does. It's about what we can do, too. This podcast is about embracing who I am and letting the world really see it. Because for years, I struggled with insecurity about my love for Disney. I was teased for it as a kid, and I never wanted to open up about it. But in the last couple years, there's been a big shift, and I know that God has really been healing my heart through that. And I'm going to go more into depth about that in a later episode. I feel like a little firecracker and... We're coming towards <laughs> the end of this firecracker's route as it is, it is about to explode um, with little twinkles all across the night sky. So honestly, I could go on and on about why I love Disney for hours, but I think I'm going to cap it off here. And I just, I can't even describe how excited I am to, to go on this journey. I know I get pretty emotional, just get used to that because it's very normal. And... <laughs> I think about, if you want a Pixar reference, core memories that fuel my love for Disney are, are these few things. And it just, it's so special. It's so special to me. And truly a dream that I feel like God has put on my heart to be able to communicate his love through content like, like this. And it's just so cool. And I am honored that you would decide to search for this episode or be a friend or family who's supporting me by listening to this or wherever you are. I'm just so grateful that you decided to listen to this. I, I am honored and humbled that you would take the time to hear me express my heart and share with you a little bit why I love the magic of Disney. And I am just so stoked to be starting this po little podcast corner of my world. Literally, it's a little corner. I'm in my closet right now. Like at the beginning, clothes on the left, shoes on the right. But it makes me think of that. Now, granted, this isn't a Disney song, but it makes me think of the Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, in my own little corner, in my own little chair. I can be whatever I want to be. And so that's how I feel here in this little podcast corner of my world. So thank you again. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited for more episodes to come. I will be releasing a new episode every single week. So be sure to tune in for that and for all new updates as we 
get going and we keep going, I am just, I am thrilled that you're here and I hope to see you real soon.